Hi everyone, thanks again for joining us for the launch of the Psych and Theo podcast. We're excited that you're here. If you have listened to our first full-length episode and are enjoying these shorter episodes on who we are and why we started the podcast, we'd greatly appreciate if you can share these episodes on your stories, comment on our posts, and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, and if you have any topic ideas, feel free to message us. Enjoy the following episode. Um, what about coffee? If you would have, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose and why? Now, let me ask, I need to ask a qualifier because I just said this book of the Bible, you know, thing, restriction. Mm. Are we talking biblical characters or non-biblical characters? Obviously, Mm. Jesus is off limits. You can't. Yeah, because we'll we'll yeah. have our and I would say by heaven. also yeah. Paul is obviously off limits too. Okay, you can't Paul choose too. Paul. Okay, but are we talking like any biblical characters, just historical? I would say yeah. I I think okay. when I was saying we could do one historical and one biblical figure. Okay, maybe let's we'll do, do that. that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you want me to go first? Why don't yeah. you do? Well, do you do one. I do one. Then you do one. Then okay. I do one. Okay, we'll do biblical figure. Okay, I okay, think. okay. All right, biblical figure. I was debating between. Um, and I'm thinking the Old Testament. Um, I was debating between Moses and Abraham. And the reason I was debating between those two is because with Moses, he was kind of put in the position where he didn't want to carry out the mission or the direction that God had given him. And I understand that feeling because he felt incapable, right? He starts addressing his fears and his um, limitations and so on. And I think for me, I, I've, had the mentality where I would downplay um, certain characteristics about myself because out of fear of not being able to succeed or not be able to do well. So um, I think I related to him in that. But then reading through with Abraham or his story, just the whole idea of sacrificing his son and how that was the replication of what God was going to do with Jesus, right? So what would I have done had God told me, go and sacrifice your son? I don't know if I would have been able to do what Abraham did. Right? It says he got ready next morning, took his son, and they went up Mount, Mount Sinai. Yeah. 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 Um, so anything that people can do that I would have a hard time seeing myself do, I can really appreciate that. And I admire that, mm-hmm. especially when it's good, when it's something good and beneficial. Um, so I admire that about Abraham and Moses, even with his weaknesses, being able to lead the nation of Israel. Yeah. So I talked to him about that. Okay. Okay. It's a toss up for me between David and Daniel. Mm. Yeah. David David and Daniel. Yeah. David being, um, I don't know, like I have this, I just get this feeling that David Mm. is just a little bit different than what we imagine him to be. Like, even though we have a lot of material on him, like. I would just want to ask him, like, did, like, he's portrayed as very courageous, mm-hmm. but he's also terrified in the Psalms. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, I would just want to sit down with him and uh, ask good. him, like, do people know how scared you are right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, or you did you hide, did you keep all this in until afterward? Uh, mm. I don't know, just like, I would just ask him questions like that. Um yeah. Or like, you know, Goliath, like, you know, mm-hmm. that whole situation, uh, that whole, you know, like, were you just, I mean, like you were brave, but was like, 
did you not feel yeah. fear? <laughs> did you not feel fear? Yeah. yeah. Um, um yeah, very good. very yeah, very uh interesting thing. So and also he was different going from teenage or young yeah. boy to man to king. Well, right? you know, yeah, and there's something interesting here too, because you know, when he's when he's older, um, you know, as a king or or um I don't well, he's not yet king, I think he's still on the run, but at some point he's called like he's a he's a handsome guy and he's a mm. you know, ruddy, kind of mm-hmm. attractive. But when he's younger, um like he's the he's the runt of the of mm-hmm. the litter of Jesse's you know family, mm-hmm. and Samuel says at one point, uh, none of these sons are going to work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like what um, a man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Mm-hmm. And so something about David when he was growing up just wasn't physically appealing. Wasn't mm-hmm. um, something that caught people's attention. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't just like he was young he, you know, he was young so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just interested in that transformation in his yeah, life you know that's a good one but like daniel i would say i i'd be interested to talk to daniel not just before the, like what did all those dreams mean um mm. and the, like what does the 70 weeks mean daniel Him and Fred would have what does the 70 weeks <laughs> Um, I, I like i would ask mm. i would really want to sit down with him and, and ask about how he learned to be a patient uh, diplomat mm-hmm. in a land that wasn't his, among a people that wasn't his. Mm-hmm. He spent his whole life, uh, well, you know, when he was a teenager is when he's taken off to Babylon. And he's mm. he's basically made a eunuch at that point. Mm. Um, at least we can, you know, pretty much Perfect. deduce that. Like, he was made a eunuch. Um, and he's in the king's court as this, you know, wise person. Mm-hmm. And he's... He rises to a level of administration in two empires. Mm. Uh, that takes a person who's incredibly patient mm. and doesn't lose his cool, knows he knows how to use his tongue wisely, dealing with very powerful, egomaniac kind of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I would just want to ask him, like, how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how? How do you do that? Mm. Yeah. I like to. Yeah. Gosh. There's so many that we could think of, I'm sure. But I like the point that you made about David, because you're right. It's, it's we see him as a boy, young man, king, and there's then there's the Psalms, mm-hmm. and from a you know counseling perspective, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, to be the strong one, you can't expose your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. At least that's what most people believe, right? And there's this whole push in culture to be vulnerable. Yeah. But when you're in a position of authority like that, if you're vulnerable, then you're seen as weak. Right. So I wonder if he struggled with that because we see it in the Psalms, right? He shares yeah. about his fears and his angers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't act like that. His behavior was the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, um, well, like he that. says That's in really different good. times, you know, there's Psalms that talk about Absalom mm-hmm. and his war with Absalom, others that are referencing Saul and how Saul's trying to kill him. But then there's others that he's just talking about, like, corrupt people around him wicked people around him that are trying Mm -hmm. to spread the net or dig the dig the pit for him to fall into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just find that really fascinating yeah yeah no i like that there's good ones really good ones man we're covering a lot here so historical figures okay historical figures oh i i have to say this one and i don't know if he'd be considered a historical figure yet but I have thought about this a lot. And they're still so living? Still living. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. still living. Um, 
and again, because I can look back at history and I have presidents that I would talk to, um, you know, one of the early, early founders, um, theologians, I think of um, St. Augustine. Um, so there's a lot of people that I, that I would think of, but because it's relevant, because it's still possible, I think the person that I would interview would be Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Because he you know, was, you, you still can actually. That's why I said it's possible <laughs> yeah. that I can reach out to him and, and get a conversation going. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, he, this is weird to say, um, changed my perspective or, yeah, my perspective and approach to a lot of life things. When I was a teenager, I would play basketball. I was the shortest kid on the court. So I had to make up for that by being a good shooter or a good passer. And the reason why I was able to continue to do that despite opposition was because of the mentality that he had is you go in there, you got to prove yourself. And that's how I see myself, even though he was given all this, this attention coming into the NBA, um, he said, I had to work for my position. And that's kind of how I approached basketball. It was, I don't care if it's a mismatch, I just want to play. And that, that was my mentality. So for him, when I see you know, the last dance, which is his docuseries on, on the last finals, uh, winning all the championships. It's being able to, how did you get to that mindset? He'll attribute a lot of it to his dad. He'll attribute a lot of it to his mom that you always take a negative and turn into positive. So a lot of the way that he's approached life ha have been things that I've adopted throughout the years. And I, I have had to try to learn to discern what's biblical and what's not. But for the most part, the principles in, the, in and of themselves are just standard principles. They're not anti-Bible or or necessarily aligning with scripture, but they're just mentality, men, uh, uh, mental states and approaches. So I would definitely want to sit down and talk with him and just hear more about how he gets to that level of discipline because he, he, he would say, I wasn't the most talented. I was just the most disciplined because I practiced every single day. So to have that type of dedication to do what he's done as a basketball player um, and to impact really the world in that sense um, is, is something that I would like to just kind of hear from him specifically. So on a, from an earthly perspective, if there was someone I'd be able to interview would be Michael Jordan. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I struggled with this one because it's like, you have, you got, you know, the Eminem song. Yeah. One shot. <laughs> Don't miss your chance. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, like who would I talk to and why? You know, it's yeah, like yeah. um some figures I ran through my mind. I'm like, well, the reason I want to talk to them is because I want to change the future, you know, like mm. tell them, warn them about something. Hitler. You know? no, no, not him. <laughs> no. Um I, I think boy. Um gosh, it's like so... what are some in general, kind of like what I said, like, you know, there would be some presidents, some theologians that I think of, some authors, yeah. but I yeah. ended up with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would want to sit down with Thomas Jefferson. Hmm. Okay. I like Thomas. Yeah. Why Thomas? Yeah. I would warn him about some things. Mm. Uh, no, I just like, he won't believe what we've become. <laughs> no, That's true. uh, I think, um, so he is this en en enigmatic figure mm. in, in the founding. Um, obviously he's indispensable. Mm -hmm. um he's often maligned unfairly in our contemporary culture hmm. um um but uh he you know he everyone knows him as authoring the declaration of independence mm -hmm. 
um, and helping to write the uh, the Constitution. Um, but he, you know, along with um, James Madison, nice. I mean, the two of them. I think I would just I would just want to get like okay, what's your opinion on this, on mm. this, on this, on this, and then come back to the future and be like, listen, Thomas Jefferson believed this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm. Uh. But uh, I think just trying to get his understanding of wh- where he he where he finds himself in life. Mm. Um. As you know, something about him that I always is struck me is when he writes the Declaration of Independence. Mm. Um. He, the language that he the, the original draft hmm. it was much stronger anti-slavery language hmm. that, that was in the declaration of independence but in order to get many of the southern colonies on board hmm. he had to modify that language mm-hmm. and there's actually a really good article i, re- I read about this uh, i can't remember some history anthology book about hmm. the fatal compromise hmm. um jefferson's fatal compromise where to win the war, you needed these colonies on board, but in yeah. order to do that, you had to modify some of the language around mm. around slavery. And so, so when people say, you know, the American founding wasn't perfect, and we but we're trying to live up to those ideals, mm-hmm. this would be an example of that. Where in Jefferson's mind, the ideal was to get rid of slavery, but he had he had to modify that compromise with southern states including his own state of virginia mm-hmm. you know he uh um I, I i forget where i learned this and history history people correct me if mm-hmm. i'm sure they're, they'll correct me if i'm wrong but they will <laughs> uh in virginia during that time you couldn't free your slaves until you died mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and jefferson actually frees his slaves when he died now that doesn't mean he was always an upstanding guy but mm-hmm. but he he um he was uh he could not just simply free his slaves while he was living he they had he had to actually free them when he would when mm-hmm. he died mm-hmm. um i thought that was just a really interesting fact when i i learned about him but yeah, yeah. so he's just this enigmatic figure yeah that's really important to our country's founding so i don't know i would just sit down with him and ask him all kinds of questions about the issues of his day mm-hmm. so, i like yeah. it and you that book that I was telling you about, The 5,000 Year League, one of the points that both him and Madison consider as they were drafting this up is the evils of man. Yeah. That man's desire for power is going to be what's going to lead to the corruption of the principles. So they were very aware, which is why they have all the checks and balances, right? Yeah. Um, so it was very insightful to see how that was a strong point in their argumentation is that, you know, I forget what the statement actually was, but you know, a fallen man are no better than, than angels or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they were very concerned about if you let man go and get so much power, they will become evil. And that's exactly, I mean, that's what we're yeah. seeing, right? Yeah. Um, Washington made the statement of, you know, I'm only doing two terms because one of the things that people will eventually do is that if they start doing this for money, they are going to pursue that and not the good of the people. So yeah. he wanted to limit the yeah. amount of money. Now people do it in a lot of different corrupt ways today. Yeah. But they had the principles there. Yeah. It's just a matter of following them. So yeah. I like I like the view. Like Friends, thanks so much for tuning in to our launch day episodes. We actually released our full length episode first and then publish these shorter episodes where you learn about us, our why, and how our life stories, perspectives, faith, and even humor 
influence how we discuss these various topics. We have plenty more short episodes like this for you to enjoy, so feel free to click on the next episode.